I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, episode one of the Travel Mug Podcast. Um, We're really excited to get this project off the ground. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about us first. Who the heck are we and why are we starting a podcast in the middle of a pandemic, a travel podcast at that when most of us haven't left our houses in a while. <laughs> I uh, I had the idea to start a travel podcast and I messaged Megan and um, Megan also has a travel blog and I knew that we had met one time for coffee, but we had gotten along really well. So I thought this would be a super fun project to do together and she said yes. So I did. <laughs> I don't know why, but here we are. <laughs> here we are indeed. Well, obviously it was a very instrumental coffee because it's led to a podcast. So yeah. never doubt what a coffee po- uh, coffee date will lead to. I know. And we called it the Travel Mug Podcast because we both like coffee. And uh, sometimes there's wine in the Travel Mug. So you yeah, never know. know. <laughs> So we thought today we would start our episode by talking about traveling in uncertain times because that is the world we're living in right now. And so here are some things that we can all keep in mind while we're planning a trip during these uncertain times. And our first tip is about travel insurance. Um, Do you usually buy travel insurance, Megan? Honestly, when we usually book, it's usually on Visa and maybe we depend too much on that. And I know that during this pandemic, people have done that and now they're sort of waiting to get their money back and it's taken them a little bit longer, maybe if they had bought direct insurance when they were booking. So we don't necessarily buy insurance, um, maybe some health insurance if it's not covered at our current jobs, but we don't necessarily buy it for the uh, air travel. What about you? So we have bought and travel insurance for the last couple of trips. We had to cancel a two plus week trip to Europe back in April. Uh, Um, So travel insurance helped us get our money back um, from our flights. So the airline had refunded us most of our flight fare, but um, travel insurance helped us get back the rest of that. Uh, So we would have been out $600 if we hadn't had travel insurance. So Uh, It was definitely well worth the price. I know a lot of the times you buy travel insurance and you don't use it, but there is this one situation (laughs) where things go wrong and travel insurance comes in handy. Oh, 100%. And we never could have expected this. And we actually, just yesterday, we would have gone to Germany. So we also have missed travel due to the pandemic. And for us, uh, we took the credit from the airline, which we definitely intend to use next year. And then we actually didn't lose anything on any of our hotel or our car rentals because we were well within the cancellation period. So travel insurance definitely um, wouldn't have helped us in this instance, but I can't stress enough at this point that probably going forward, it's going to be important. And on the note of health insurance too, um, I have heard that some insurances or a lot of insurances aren't going to cover you in this particular pandemic of COVID-19 if you go away and you get sick. 
So I think that it's going to be key to keep that in mind too. Like what does pandemic coverage look like? And what a crazy phrase it is to even say that. But I think it's going to be key to really ensure for going forward what, what that looks like and how you can keep yourself safe. Yeah, I think the most important thing when you're buying travel insurance is to read it, which is not a lot of fun because no. the language is confusing and weird, but understand what your policy covers and what it doesn't because almost zero travel insurances will cover a global pandemic, but it's just important to read it and uh, I mean, decide for yourself if you're willing to take the risk of losing the money. Maybe if it's a $500 flight to somewhere where you're just visiting a friend and you're not going to be at a lot of money, you might gamble and think that that's worth not to buy travel insurance, but it's definitely worth looking into. Yeah. And keeping in mind too, if you're okay as well to, you know, hundred percent, you're okay to take the credit. That's something to keep in mind too, because we know we're going to go back to Germany and Switzerland. So we were fine keeping the credit and now we feel like we've already paid for our flights for next year, but it really just depends on your situation, I think. Definitely. Um, which actually leads really well into you know our next tip, which is check cancellation policies. So I think with us back in you know February, March, when stuff started to get real, we were still hopeful we'd be able to go to Germany. What a what a joke we were playing on ourselves at the time, <laughs> I think. But we were dreamers. We're dreamers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we what we did for pe- our own peace of mind is understand when our earliest cancellation was for our hotel. So that was sort of our drop dead date to sort of say, we have to call it ourselves and sort of say, this is the date we must cancel by. And having that plan gave us a little bit of peace of mind. So I think hotels, it's key really understanding when you book a hotel, can you get free cancellation and when will you be charged in the future if you can get it immediately? So book with hotels directly sometimes too. actually talk to a human. It really helps to understand their type of policies that way. What are your thoughts on the cancellation policies? Yeah, I was lucky at the hotel that we had booked in Italy I was able to cancel no problem through hotels.com, which is who we had booked through. I, going forward, feel iffy about booking through third parties because I've heard so many horror stories of people trying to get through to companies Mm -hmm. um, and not being able to. So it just, I'd be worried or uh, wary of those third party sites in the future. But if they have free cancellation, a lot of them are up to 24 hours before and you just hit cancel and it's done. So I would definitely look into the policies before for any hotel, car rental, tickets that you buy for like events or museums or anything that you buy in advance. I would check the cancellation policy before you decide to go ahead and purchase it. 100%. And I think in the past too, I've been sort of like, oh, you know, it it matters if we're, you know, charged right away, but it's going to be fine. Like there's no reason that we can't go. And, And now I just feel like it's always going to be expect the unexpected. And we've actually started rebooking to, again, make ourselves feel better for next June, um, this weekend. <laughs> and every and we've noticed a difference in our booking already. Every hotel that we've booked so far, we've made sure it's free cancellation up until May or June of next year. So it's already taking effect. And I think, I think it's the right thing to do now going forward just to cover yourself. Definitely. I think that also leads into our next tip, which is consider using a travel agent. Indeed. Um, 
I have been, I, I'm probably 50-50 on using travel agents when we've booked. So I know you and I like to plan. Yes. So we don't need <laughs> someone to plan a whole trip for us. Right. Um, so that's one of the reasons that I haven't used a travel agent in the past. We did use a travel agent for our trip to Italy that was canceled, which was really nice because she handled calling Air Canada. Uh, and she actually kind of guided us through the process of submitting a claim to travel insurance, which I had never done before. Right. So I would definitely consider using a travel agent. They don't cost anything. So travel agents are paid by the company that you are booking. So if you book right. a trip to Disney, Disney pays the travel agent, you know, airlines pay them. So it's just, it doesn't Comfort. cost you anything, but it gives you the you don't have to spend three hours on hold <laughs> with a company to cancel right. something. So that is a definite bonus. Yeah, you're not alone. Like you have a you have a travel professional to help you out. I mean, no matter how much how much you and I have traveled, yeah. you're not professionals. So. No, 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 exactly. And I think I think the two major trips that we've used a uh, travel agent for was our honeymoon and also back in 2010, my dad, my sister, and my nieces went to Disney. Um, and both of those trips, for some reason, even though I don't normally use them, there was an undercurrent of comfort. Just knowing that we weren't alone, they were handling a lot of the details, we were getting updates. Now, like you said, we're you and I and, and our and our spouses just sort of like book ourselves and, and we're pretty adept at doing it, but we're not travel professionals. And when something like a pandemic hits, which my word, I hope never happens again, <laughs> please, but, <no. laughs> please, but I do hope, you know, in the future travel agents can be come even seen as more valuable because they certainly are. And again, like you said, there's not necessarily a cost to you. So that industry is one that hopefully will get a boost from this because of the sense of comfort and, and the legwork and the hard work that they do in case people have to cancel. Yeah, definitely. All right. So maybe if you're not up to using a travel agent, our next tip could be about doing local travel. So this is definitely on our radar. So we are in Nova Scotia and uh, there's currently a 14 day quarantine period if you leave our province when you come back. So local travel, I think, is going to be on a lot of people's radar going into the summer. I mean, there's no airplane required. Obviously, you do get to support your local economy. And for us, we're trying to discover pieces and places in our province that we've already, you know, in the past thought of going, but there's bigger and better in our own minds. Definitely. When, yeah. When it's really in our backyard. And I think that that's a big piece of what we're going to focus on. And we do have trips booked each month to explore somewhere new. And I'm actually quite excited about it. We've already gone somewhere at Canso within Nova Scotia and around that region. And, you know, you're not always going to find when you do go the biggest gem of the province, but you are going to leave with a sense of knowing your own backyard better. And I think that that's a big deal. Yeah. I think definitely us in the past have you know, like, oh, it's it's there. Like, it's always there. So right. it, it just hadn't been a priority for us. And I think that there's definitely a lot of hidden gems around that we just haven't tapped into yet. Yeah. So I'm also excited to, I mean, really just like drive around, like, and kind of see what, what you find. We did a little pack a picnic and drive around 
early in the in the <laughs> quarantine period to a part of the province that we hadn't been to, and it was only oh my gosh, maybe an hour, an hour and a half away from our house. It wasn't far, but just to drive along the coast and see something a little different. It's it. I think that we all, no matter where you live, take for granted what's right around you. Hundred um, percent. And I mean, people. No matter where you live, people are coming there as a tourist. So there, there are things you just need to, to seek them out. So, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, it is coming back to, um, supporting local and it doesn't always have to be overnight trips. It doesn't have to cost a ton of money to do this either. It can just be like you said, an hour from your house, a day trip to a little nook or cranny in Nova Scotia that you've never been. And we are so lucky to live in such a beautiful province. Mm -hmm. And I think that we all do when you, when you, there's a whole world to explore, you take for granted what's in your own backyard. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be staying local this summer and maybe even longer than this summer. So it's, uh, it's just going to be a really good chance, I think, to get to know your own area. Definitely. And I think that our own province is going to need our support. So we can definitely do that as well. Yeah. But if you are brave enough or <laughs> able at this point to get on an airplane, there's definitely some things that you want to think about before you get to the airport to go on the airplane. Which yes, is, you do. Uh, cleaning your seat area on the airplane and understanding the airline policies on mask wearing, et cetera. So I have always thought about bringing wipes on an airplane and I've, I do I've it. never done it. I've <laughs> never done it. I, I've always like, oh yeah, the planes are dirty, but <laughs> let's just sit down and go somewhere. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's, so terrible, but yeah. I mean, I'd bring hand sanitizer, but other than that, I'll definitely be thinking more going forward about <laughs> bringing wipes or, or something like that. So yeah. it's definitely good to remember that there is still a liquid policy about how much you can bring on an airplane. So you cannot yeah. bring <laughs> a giant bottle of spray, whatever. Or hand sanitizer. Or yeah. hand sanitizer. They still have to be small, no matter, uh, no matter what, how much cleaner you want to bring to shower in Purell while you're on the plane, you can't. So um, yeah. <laughs> definitely remember that there's still the liquid requirement. <laughs> you're allowed to wear masks, but I know you have to take it off for a, like passport control needs to see oh, yeah. your face. So just remember that they are going to ask you to do that because you have to prove that you're the person in that picture. So I think that makes some good sense. Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah, I know. I think I've heard that they're experimenting with other ways of confirming uh, identity other than the visual passport photo oh. too. But I mean, where where will technology be? We'll be scanning <laughs> retinas or fingerprints or God knows what, but um, brave new world out there, so Jen. It's getting crazy. <laughs> but, well, for us, I, Peter, my husband, he's, he's sort of, you know, let's just sit in the plane and go. He's fine. And I'm most pre-pandemic. I was mostly like that. However, I did see a, a Canadian program about the amount of bacteria and mold that there were on plane headrests and on the arms and on the, on the, on the tray. So I have to say that 
even before this, I was bringing wipes with me and you know what, did it make a difference? I don't know. Maybe my, my hands or my, the back of my head realized that it did, but I, I guess mentally it helped, but I also have always sort of come under the guise that I don't want to be someone who is ultra paranoid about sort of germs and stuff. It's just not sort of how I've personally wanted to live, but Mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic has changed things a bit. I'm definitely more aware of my surroundings. And so I think if this has always been important to you, keep it up. And if it hasn't been, it's just something to keep in mind. And also, you know, if you do have to take your mask off for like passport control, make sure you understand how to do it properly so that when you put it back on, that you're not sort of messing with anything that might've already attached itself to the mask. So really make sure you're grabbing the elastics properly and then putting it back on properly. So masks don't make sense if you're not wearing them right. Yeah. Masks and gloves don't make sense if you're not wearing them right. But yeah, I think as we get further along into our new normal, (laughs) it will we'll all get better (laughs) at those type of things. Yeah. Uh, Because I think that's going to be the normal for a while in, in, especially in small spaces like airplanes, I think you'll see a lot of people wearing masks for, for quite some time at this point. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, hopefully someday if there's a vaccine or something, we can sort of move back to what used to be normal, but that was, I think now just an illusion. And we all realize that <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever it means going forward, I guess we'll have to do to travel. So if you are brave to get on a plane or even in your own sort of province, or if you're able to travel to another province, and you're not necessarily flying, but driving, I think another big key is going to be research. I know that you and I, when we travel, we do a lot of research anyway. So this is probably going to be nothing new for us, but maybe for the next year, year and a half, who knows? hours of of places we want to go might be slightly adjusted. I mean, did places even have the opportunity to reopen financially after the pandemic passed? Mm -hmm. I think there's just some really things that you're going to have to consider that maybe you just took for granted before. Sure, you might have gone on Google and said, oh, what are the hours of the museum? But you really, I think, now have to like maybe visit the website, maybe do a bit more digging to really see how things have reopened and what that looks like for you when you travel. Yeah, definitely. I think you'll see a lot of places, especially in the beginning, like limiting occupancy. Yes. So I think it'll be really important to buy those tickets in advance to make sure you get a spot. I mean, I think everywhere is going to be operating a little bit differently, but I think you might have to dig a little bit more than just like assuming something is open and just driving there and trying to do it because it's, it, you might be disappointed. (laughs) You might be disappointed indeed. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I I just think, you know, research is key, understanding what you're getting yourselves into. And especially if you have kids or a group of people and everyone's excited, you just don't want to be disappointed. There's been enough disappointment in the last few months. We don't need to add to it. We don't need any (laughs) more. No, that's for sure. And on our next tip, kind of similar to the local travel, but consider road trips. No airplane. You don't have to get on any nasty airplanes. You can... (laughs) Depends on how clean your car is. Right, I suppose. The germs are better or worse in there. I don't know. But um, I think even once borders, uh, you know, provincial or um, states, wherever you are, borders open up that a lot of people will be driving places instead of flying. So road trips are great. I 
I'm usually not a road trip person, I will admit, but I'm definitely coming around to the idea a little bit more. I usually like to hop on a plane and just get where I'm going and be done with it. But I like the idea with road trips that you can kind of stop along the way. Maybe if you see something cool on the side of the road or something, you can just stop and like check it out. But we have a couple of tips if you're doing a road trip to definitely uh, just in case. So packing snacks and food so you're not stopping as much or stopping into places that might not be clean or open at the time. So definitely pack a lot of snacks. That is well, no one wants to be hangry. No, it's (laughs) I've been on road trips when people have gotten hangry. It is. No one needs that, man. Not, it's not pretty. So <laughs> just pack more snacks than you think you'll need because you will eat them. I Eventually promise. you'll eat them. Yes. And water. Pack yes. Water. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think another good tip too, and it goes right along with sort of the packing snacks and you never know, of course, what's going to come up. So a really a great app that we use is Google Maps and we have Apple CarPlay. So we definitely are able to look at it in our car as well, which is really handy, but it of course helps you with gas stations. If it's a longer road trip and you have run out of snacks and it's the next day and you need to find a grocery store, it's a really good way to sort of help you navigate as you're maybe coming into new territory. If you're out exploring parts of your province you've not been to or wherever. Um, And it also does help you reduce stops. You know, you try to plan as much as possible, but you're eventually going to run out of stuff, gas, you're going to have to use the washroom, whatever the case might be. And if you could even do it all in one spot in terms of like a gas station where you could buy snacks, plus use the washroom again, cuts down on those uh, those trips. And for me, in terms of road trips, when I first met Peter, I was, I was against the road trip. I was not into it. I wasn't having it. And he, he doesn't love airports. So road trips for him, getting out, he loves to drive. So getting out driving was, was his thing. And I really, in the last 16 years, have definitely come around to it. And we are good road trippers. We plan really well. And it's become really fun. And and I think that if you can sort of get used to the idea, even if you just start small mm-hmm. um, and then make bigger trips later, but it, it's a really, it's a really great alternative in terms of traveling and you can definitely support local and pull in, like you said, when you see cool things that you didn't expect. Yeah. I think I'm going to need your help with planning road trips because we can do an entire episode on Jen's disastrous road trips. Oh, well, we must. There there have been many because (laughs) I, A, don't plan very well, uh, don't use any type of GPS system. So (laughs) I've learned. I I see flaws in your plan already. (laughs) I've learned from these mistakes. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) But we've, we've had some disastrous road trips. So don't listen to me. Listen to Megan on this one because. I'm not, I'm not the road trip guru here. (laughs) We've all got our strengths and our weaknesses and we're going to play off of them. Road trips are not my strength. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I, I think, you know, in terms of like maybe a final tip for people, and I know that, you know, things are really uncertain and people don't, you know, some people are still scared and some people are really unsure and that's okay. I think we all sort of have to get used to what's going on. Things are just starting to open up, at least here in Nova Scotia. It's different sort of across the world. Everybody's in a different place, but I think it might be a good idea too, to sort of really stop and think for the time being, 
is it really better for you to wait and maybe travel when things are more certain so that you can really have the trip you're hoping for? And Peter and I talked about that in terms of, let's say we just missed the cutoff for Germany and Switzerland and got to go. But what kind of trip really would that have been? Yeah. Would we have been able to see and do the things that we hope to do? And likely the answer is no. So it's sort of in a way a bit of a blessing that we do have to wait till next year and hopefully nothing else major will happen. And grief. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it's just key to sort of really maybe stop and consider what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's, this is hard for me because it's it's a blend of you don't know what's going to be happening next year either. Um, Personally, globally, all those things. But I mean, in the sense of huge trips where you are going and if you're worried, nothing's going to be open, then what's the point in going? But I think it's just, it is, it's a really hard thing to balance. And I, I don't know what the right answer is. We're not planning anything big probably this year. Like, I don't, I don't think we'll be leaving Canada this year. Um, so for us, I think we'll just be kind of sticking close to home and following all of these tips to check cancellation policies if we decide to do something else. But, um, I think this will be kind of a, a bit of a, I don't want to call it a down year for our travel, but definitely not as, it's definitely different. Yeah. I think, it's a hard thing to balance, but um, do your research, see if things are open, see if, if it's worth it to you. Right. And I I think worth it, you know, personally, and also financially, do you want to spend money at this point to go somewhere and be disappointed? And like I said earlier, there's been a lot of disappointment. So we just, we just want to make sure that, you know, at this point in time, there's so many other things going on in the world is this necessary right now? And, and of course, not all of these tips don't necessarily apply to a pandemic. There could be countries with unrest. There could be lots of different things. And, uh, you know, and another, another great thing too, is to always check advisories. So I think all of these tips in terms of pandemic and unrest um, are just a new world for us and a new way to start being cautious and just making considerations that maybe we never thought of before. Definitely. I think travel is going to be different going forward, but I'm hopeful that, you know, the industry is going to rebound. You know, tourism employs so many people around the world and a lot of places rely on tourism. I definitely think that we will be traveling soon and, you know, even if not far, but I, I think everybody is going to want to start exploring a little bit more after being stuck at home for the last (laughs) couple of months. I think people are ready to get out and even just drive two or three hours away to stay in a hotel or something. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hopeful that things are going to be good in the travel world again. 
Yeah, I think I'm hopeful too. And I, I know that even going back to 2008, when there was the financial crash and, and people sort of thought it was different, but people still sort of thought, you know, travel's not necessarily right now. We don't have the money to do this. And it's, it sort of harkens back to that and things did rebound. And of course, everything takes time. And with a, with a pandemic, things are a little bit more sticky in terms of what that looks like in terms of the, the, the virus itself or, or whatever the case might be when your travel is coming up. So hopefully, you know, overall, these tips have been helpful. We'd love to hear some feedback if you have any other tips that you yeah. think are important or you'd love to share. Because of course, again, we're not travel professionals. We both just have a passion for travel, um, which is why we're here. So we hope you enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this. Just hit subscribe and you'll get our episodes. Uh, we're planning to release every two weeks right now. And uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Travel Mug Podcast on both of those. Yeah. And, yeah, you can also, both of us have travel blogs as well. So if you want to read about us or what places that we've been uh mine jen is called will save for travel and i write about travel and personal finance and ours my husband and i do it together it's let's get tripsy honestly it's just about local travel international travel and we do a lot of brewery reviews we we both have a, a thing it seems like for uh brew houses so we cover a lot of those as well and we'll put all this information in the show notes too Definitely. so you can find the links there yeah um And really, to help us out, obviously we're new, hopefully you enjoyed it, but you can definitely please leave a review if you uh, so feel inclined, or share the show with another travel-loving friend, the more the merrier. Yeah, I know there's a lot of travel lovers out there, so the more we can find the better for our travel travel loving gang the better so yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you next time bye everyone bye